friends, and welcome to another Cup of Joe podcast on this Friday, February the 16th. And wherever you are, whenever you are listening to this, I wish you God's grace. I wish you God's life. I wish you God's goodness this uh, this moment as we begin our Lenten journey together. Before I speak about that, just want to put out uh, an apology. For whatever reason, uh, last week's pod didn't drop until about 48 hours after uh, I intend to do so. I, I usually try to put them out on early Friday morning. Uh, so anybody who wants to listen to it Friday or Saturday, or even you know Sunday morning before they go to Mass, just to ponder the, the readings. I don't know if I did something wrong. I don't know if the host site you know, just kind of took a 48 hours off. I'm not sure what happened, but you probably didn't see it in your feed until Sunday. Um, I, I did go back in on, I don't know if it was Friday or Saturday and deleted the original one I put up, put up another one and then it still took time. So anyway, if you didn't get last week's or weren't able to listen to it or, or whatever, missed it, I thought it was kind of a good one. (laughs) So maybe worth going back and listening to, even though you've already heard the readings, uh, it was titled shame. But anyway, my hope is that that does not happen to this one as well. Uh, and, uh, and hopefully all it goes well and, and we've corrected whatever bug I did. So, uh, we've entered Lent, my friends, obviously we entered into it this past Wednesday, right? Uh, February the 14th also happened to be Valentine's day and we've entered into this new season. Okay. I, I mentioned it last week in the, uh, mysterious, uh, unknown, uh, <laughs> oft, uh, hard, hardly seen podcast, hardly seen. We never see a podcast. What am I talking about? Um, anyway, uh, I, I talked about it a little bit to say, listen, you know, this, what Lent is, is it's the church calls it. And, and I've said this before, privileged time. Uh, and privileged time doesn't mean, you know, wonderful. A uh, privileged time is, is that moment when things happen to us that, that bring us out of the ordinary. It can be wonderful things like the birth of a child. Uh, it can be wonderful things like uh, entering into a new home or a new uh, role at work uh, or a new relationship opens up to us. All those are wonderful, and those are privileged moments that bring newness to us. But it can also be things that aren't so great, okay? Uh, it can be the loss of a loved one, the loss of our health, the loss of of a, a vision or a dream, uh, all kinds of things, right? Uh, that that the church would still say is privileged time, not privileged in, oh, aren't you lucky? It's privileged in, in you're invited into someplace new. And that's what Lent does to us, okay? And I'm going to talk a little more about Lent on the other side of the reading. I'm only going to read the gospel today. Super quick gospel, too. It's only like three verses, four verses. Um and, and I'll exp- I'll talk a little bit about the first reading, but, you know, I just thought, let's focus on what the gospel's saying. So, gosh, why, why I'm not even going to babble anymore before we hear it. Um, but just know and listen to this through the lens of this reading is inviting us into a new space. And see if you can find what that space is and what that's inviting us to and then I'll, I'll talk a little bit about it. As always, uh, however it is you prepare yourself to hear the Word of God, I invite you to do that at this moment. 
and uh, prepare yourself, open yourself, that that word may find root, it may find good soil within you and within me. So my friends, a reading from the book, or reading from the Gospel of Mark, and it'll be chapter 1, by the way, verses 12 to 15. The Spirit drove Jesus out into the desert, and he remained in the desert for 40 days, tempted by Satan. He was among wild beasts, and the angels ministered to him. After John had been arrested, Jesus came to Galilee proclaiming the gospel of God. This is the time of fulfillment. The kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. The gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. I told you it'd be quick, right? All right. So what... Well, I didn't even want to say that. I was going to say, what is the gospel inviting us to? Because what the Spirit of God is inviting you to through the gospel may be incredibly different than what the Spirit of God is inviting me to. And, and I love that about the Spirit. But let's break this open a little bit. Brothers and sisters, obviously Lent is our 40-day journey, right? To the, to the waters of Easter, the new life of Easter. And obviously, it's modeled on the 40 days Jesus spent in the desert, uh, in the the place of barrenness, in the in the place where he was among the wild beasts and angels ministered to him. And I love that image, actually, as I was pondering and praying about it and preparing for this podcast today. I, I love, it's never really hit me like it has today, but that contradiction, right? That the wild beasts and the angels that's the place where Jesus is. And doesn't that sound like the world? Doesn't that sound like the place you and I reside? Even beyond that, doesn't that sound like my inner life or your inner life? That place where wild beasts and angels um, both reside and both compete? Again, I, I don't want to presume anything about you, but I think, I think that's where humanity lives we live in that place among the wild beasts and the angels. And that's precisely, precisely, not only where God meets us, but where we're driven, right? Did you hear that, that verb that Mark uses here? The Spirit drove Jesus. Now, remember this, and, and I know you do, but we have been reading out of Mark uh, sequentially. We have not missed a verse, but we didn't start until... Verse 16. Well, this today of Mark chapter 1, verses 12 to 15. So we're still missing 1 through 11. It's the only parts in Mark chapter 1 we haven't heard. But uh, 12 to 15 tell us the story. First Sunday of Lent, always, always and forever, amen, begin with the temptation. Jesus is staying in the desert. Uh, and because we're your B, we're your Marks. So what did we miss in verses 1 to 11? We missed the baptism, right? And you know the story. Now Matthew, Mark, and Luke, and, and even John, tell it all very differently. Um, but essentially the truth in the synoptics, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, is Jesus goes into the water, is baptized by John. So he associates with the ministry of John, comes up out of the water, the heavens are rended, 
and uh, he hears the voice of God that says, uh, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased, right? And, uh, and so that's, that's where we leave off in verse 10. And then the Spirit drives Jesus into the desert to say, what does this mean? You need to wrestle with this. You need to figure it out. And of course, then Jesus is tempted. Now, Mark doesn't, doesn't go in depth in the temptations, did he? Luke and Matthew do. Um, this simply says he was among the wild beasts. Oops, sorry. He remained in the desert for 40 days, tempted by Satan. Okay? Now, we can go in our minds and say, okay, the first one was turn these stones into bread because you're hungry. Second one is, you know, throw yourself off the parapet of the temple and, and the angels will, will, you know, catch you. Don't worry about that. Third one is go up on the mountaintop and uh, I'll give you everything, all these kingdoms you see if you just bow down and worship me. I mean, Jesus is tempted through using his gifts for his, his own pleasure, his own self. He's, he's tempted with the idea of power. He's tempted with the idea of worshiping that which is far less than God. By the way, brothers and sisters, temptations you and I experience all the time, using our gifts for ourselves, are the temptation of power and control to be in control of whatever situation or relationship or event or, or the future or settling to worship things far less than God. Um, so Jesus struggles with this and comes out on the other side knowing what his mission is, right? And what is that? It's threefold, threefold. He says three sentences. Each one is only about six words long. In fact, yeah, I mean, it's amazing. I'm going to say them again, and then let's unpack them. After John had been arrested, Jesus came back to Galilee proclaiming the gospel of God. Okay, so this is what, this is Mark's thesis. This is the gospel of God. What is it? Part number one, this is the time of fulfillment. Point number two, the kingdom of God is at hand. Point number three, repent and believe in the gospel. And those are all saying different things. We can kind of blend them. This is the time of fulfillment, brothers and sisters. I just went. So I, I know I dropped this on Friday, but I um, but it's Thursday when I when I generally put the pod together. So just yesterday, I went to Ash Wednesday Mass, like many of you, right? And that wonderful reading from Peter, uh, which we hear, or Peter, I always say Peter, uh, Corinthians, Paul to the Corinthians, now is an acceptable time, Right? Now is the day of salvation. That's what it ends with. It's so great. Now. That's what Jesus is saying in this first line. This is the time of fulfillment. Don't don't put off whatever it is that is blocking us from the kingdom. Don't put off whatever it is that the Spirit of God is driving us into. Uh, Maybe it's in in, uh, relationally in things that we need to confront or, or reconciliation that needs to take place or habits that need to change within us. That we say we need to do these. Jesus is saying to us, now is that moment. Now, not later. We are not promised later. Now, the presence of God, I mean, what is that, that you know, um, statement or that, that phrase? God's name is not, I will be. 
God's name is not I was. God's name is I am. That God meets us in the present moment. Only the present moment. To the extent that we're open to that. And and that's saying, listen, the moment is now. For whatever it is that the Spirit is inviting us to. So that's part number one. Part number two, the kingdom of God is at hand. God is right here, present. We do not have to go searching for God. Listen, I respect all those Muslims who go over to Mecca. I respect all the Mormons who want to go out to uh, Salt Lake. You know what? I I would love to go to the Holy Land. Those are great. Those are, are sacred places in those different and varying faiths. But brothers and sisters, God is no more present there than God is present right now as you're listening to this goofball talk in your car or or on your walk or whatever it is that you're doing. The kingdom of God is, is at hand. Now is that moment. God is here. Are we aware? Right? And finally, to the extent that we open ourselves to the fact that God is present right now in this moment, listen. I mean, repent doesn't just mean confess. I I said that a few weeks ago, right? I don't want to go back into that. You can re-listen if you need to. But repent means turn around. Okay, then then if the Spirit of God is present, if God is, uh, you know, uh, if now is the moment, then, then how do we live accordingly? Because if we haven't been, if we've been going off at a 45 degree angle, how do we turn now and go off at a different angle? according to how that Spirit invites us. Repent, turn around now, and believe in what? Believe in the good news. Believe in the gospel. Believe God's grace, brothers and sisters, is bigger than anything we enter into it. Any sin, any doubt, any baggage, any hurt, any regret, and we all have them. Because if you don't have them, it means you simply don't understand. You haven't looked in, and you haven't done that hard work to to uncover them. Brothers and sisters, we cannot live life without carrying some of this stuff. And our God says, you know what? My grace is bigger than that stuff. And I want you to put that stuff aside. Yeah, maybe there are things we need to simply humble ourselves uh, or correct if we can. Of course, that's what that, that invites us to. But set it down. God's grace, God's love, uh, God's compassion, God's mercy, God's goodness. God's life, it's greater than all the junk we carry. Believe that. Believe that. Because we cannot love God well. We cannot love um, one another well until and unless we love ourselves well, which ultimately, brothers and sisters, comes from the fact that we know we are lovable and that God loves us regardless of the decisions and choices and attitudes that we have held. God loves us here in this moment. And to the extent that we let God love us, that's, that's the foundation, the root. That is the, the, the ground upon which we stand and move from, right? That is the, the lever and the fulcrum. You know, give me that and I can move the world. That's what it is. All right? Brothers and sisters, Lent offers us that moment. 
Lent is not a time to say, okay, you know, hey, I, I'm not going to tell you what to give up or what to do. That, that's the Spirit's job. But it's, it's beyond New Year's resolution stuff. It's beyond, I just want to be disciplined, uh, you know, and, and, and give up sweets or alcohol for the next 40 days or coffee. That's great. That's great. If those things are keeping you from the kingdom of God, that's wonderful to, to set aside those things. But here's what I would urge you. In the midst of doing those things, how do we imitate Jesus? Remember, Lent is these 40 days. It's, imitate, it's imitating the life of Christ, the 40 days he spent in the desert. How do we take time, these 40 days, to spend time in the quiet? Now, here's what's going to happen, brothers and sisters. When we begin to make time in quiet, we're going to be tempted. (laughs) We're going to hear voices. Now, how does that happen? Okay. First of all, here's what I'd say. You don't have to to spend an hour in quiet every day. Start simply. Start with 10 minutes. Start with 15 minutes of just you listening. But here's what's going to happen. Your mind is going to start thinking about all kinds of things. It's going to think about all those things that, that we fill our minds with to give us meaning, to, to give us pleasure, to give us joy, uh, to figure out control. You know, what am I going to do tomorrow during this time or what, I, what am I going to do my plans for later today? That's going to normally happen. And do you know what those sound like? They sound like the temptation to use our gifts for ourselves because pleasure is going to come into our mind, I promise you. And it sounds like you know, when I'm trying to make my plans or, or figure out how to control something, Jesus, the temptation he had to deal with. Or all these things that we worship far less than God, and all those things are going to come into our mind. Brothers and sisters, we're going to be tempted in the same ways. Okay? And that's okay. Let them move through. They're going to come. Just let them go. Don't give them the power or the time. It's only beyond that when we can put those beyond and we can just simply be in that place of silence. Not in that place of silence where our minds are working and thinking about all this stuff, but in that place of silence that we are receptive to God. And then we can open ourselves. Listen, brothers and sisters, and I think I'll start closing here with this. Um, Lent gives us an opportunity to look within us in these periods of silence to see what we have been settling for. What blocks us from opening ourselves to God's presence in this moment, right? Or that belief that I'm not worthy of God's grace. Because those things, those things we must give up. Those things are the things we must set aside. Because our God invites us. This is the time of fulfillment. The kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the good news. How can we, and and, and it's in silence, brothers and sisters, that these things are revealed to us. They are a gift. We don't need to be afraid of the temptations that come. That's how they reveal themselves. And only in knowing what they are can we set them aside and begin to. We won't do it perfectly. You don't have to. We live in a place where 
wild beasts and angels run amok. The Spirit of God will assist us in that moment. Trust that God will meet us there. And, and what that invites us to, brothers and sisters, is to be awake. We all have blind spots. We all have blind spots in our lives that prohibit us from saying yes more fully to God. Let this Lent, let the silence it invites us into, the communication with God, let it um, reveal to us what some of those blind spots are so we can move beyond them, not shame ourselves because of it, not, not be down. We won't get rid of all of them or get rid of them perfectly, but we can certainly move through them and move amongst them and allow the Spirit of God to um, motivate us, give us mission, give us purpose, or remind us simply in the midst of it, I'm here. I'm with you in the midst of this wild, barren place. And I will minister to you. Let's pray. The first sorrowful mystery. Oh, let's begin in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. The first sorrowful mystery. The agony in the garden. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. 
Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. O my Jesus, forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell, lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. My friends, again, thank you for being with me today. May your Lent be filled with all kinds of wonderful communication to God in the midst of our silence. Be well, my friends.